a great disturbance in the force. I feel something terrible has happened. I got a bad feeling about this. I said to Ryan, I said, Jedi's don't give up. I mean, even if he had a problem, he would maybe take a year to try and regroup. But if he made a mistake, he would try and right that wrong. So right there, we had a fundamental difference. It's time for the Jedi to end. That's the crux of my problem. Luke would never say that. I'm sorry. Well, in this version, see, I'm talking about this, the George Lucas Star Wars. This is the next generation of Star Wars. So I almost had to think of Luke as another character. Uh, maybe he's Jake Skywalker. He's not my Luke Skywalker. But I had to do what Ryan wanted me to do because it, it serves the story well. But uh, listen, I still haven't accepted it completely. But it's only a movie. I hope people like it. I hope they don't get upset. And I came to really believe that Ryan was the exact man that they needed for this job. What are you talking about? This is not going to go the way you think. Man, this is some bullshit! Welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 48.5, I guess we'll call it. It's, <laughs> it's part two of our Star Wars The Last Jedi review, and I am joined by a very special guest. He's been on our show before. You guys probably know and love him. His name is Mr. Aaron Wood. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Doing good tonight. Did I introduce myself? I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows who the hell you are. My name is Tom Van Zandt. I am your host. <laughs> and with me in this particular episode is the magical and metal Aaron Wood, yes. Graphic designer extraordinaire. Why don't you tell all of Not Nation where they can find all things Aaron Wood related? You can go to my Etsy shop, and that is etsy.com slash shop slash just one scarf. J-U-S-T-O-N-E-S-C-A-R-F. That's where you can find all my stuff. Awesome. Well, Aaron, the reason I'm having this little mini-sode, Jay Money and Derek and I recorded our Star Wars The Last Jedi Episode 8 review episode, well, a day or two ago, actually, but I felt like I needed to have you on as well because I wanted your perspective. Jay Money absolutely loved it. Okay. As, as one would expect. Mm-hmm. Derek found faults with it, as I did as well. But you come from a different perspective. <laughs> you absolutely, <laughs> you hated this movie. Uh, yeah, I found w- way too much wrong with this movie. Right, so I wanted to give you a chance to vent and voice your <laughs> your feelings and opinions. Because I, I'll be honest, I, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I didn't, I didn't love it, and I didn't hate yeah. it. I just, it's just kind of there. And... There's one aspect of it that I absolutely hate, which I talked about ad nauseum on the other 
uh, episode, episode 48 of Not Another mm-hmm. Nerdy Podcast, but we'll, we'll get into it here as well. And that's the Luke Skywalker story arc. I was just so disappointed with that. That was the biggest disappointment in this entire movie, but I know you had a lot of problems with it. So first of uh, all, let's start out the gate. Let's set the tone. Okay. A little background on you. I've known you for like 30 years. You yeah. you are one of the biggest Star Wars fans I know, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of Star Wars fans. Oh, yeah. And I would say of all of my friends, you're top 10. You're in the top 10 tier of fans, fandom, in terms of everyone I know. So you know where you're coming from as far mm-hmm. as Star Wars goes. You're not some half-assed, don't understand the <laughs> mythology, don't understand the story. So we'll get that right out the gate and say that you're you're somewhat of an expert on Star yes. Wars. Yes, okay. I, I've seen all the movies in the theater. That includes 77 and 80 and 83. So right. all the original trilogy. And you've loved them all. Oh, yes. Yes. And the prequels you tolerated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. And you were a fan of Force Awakens. Yeah, it was so, good. So was there good. you go. So now having said all of that, where would you rank Star Wars The Last Jedi? <laughs> I'm going to get so much flack for this, but I'm putting it on a prequel level of of bad. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to put it like somewhere maybe just above the prequels, but maybe just with the prequels, okay. you know, somewhere down there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, it's not going to win me any fans. I know. But. No, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, I when we talked about rankings on our show, I was right there with you. Like, this is not better than any of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it's not better than Force Awakens, so yep. therefore, I would have to <laughs> say it's probably number five on the list, right? Yeah, yeah, putting it putting it right there. And we're not we're just counting main movies. We're not counting Rogue One, right? right? If we're I was counting, counting Rogue yeah. One, it would be number six on the list because I actually enjoyed <laughs> Rogue One more than this movie. So. <laughs> oh, so harsh. But we won't so, go there. Um, yeah. But and and to be honest, if I'm it's almost a tie with Revenge of the Sith because I actually kind of enjoyed Revenge of the Sith uh, out of the three prequels. That's the one I did like. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll admit that too. It was kind of worthwhile. It wrapped everything up. Maybe not in ways everybody liked, but it was still an ending to the series. Well, and you know? it still brought all the characters to where they needed to be for the next chapter to take place. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a closure on that trilogy, and it tied everything up with a nice bow. And the final scene with you know Anakin transforming into Vader was very satisfying to me, mm-hmm. even though he was clunky off the table like Frankenstein and no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the greatest line of dialogue, but you know, I understand mm-hmm. the I understand the sentiment behind it. So Exactly. But we're not here to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're here to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. <sighs> Unfortunately. So let's start at the beginning and let's just go through it. And I want you to break it down for me. I want you to explain to me everything you had a problem with and why. I want you to try to convince me to hate this movie because I'm I'm on the fence right now. I don't hate it. I don't okay. obviously I don't love it, um, mm-hmm. but I think I've only seen it the once, and I think if I see it again, maybe it'll grow on me a little more. That's what I'm thinking too. I mean, I've I've got another, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking I need another opportunity to go see this movie and just. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to change my mind. Well, here's the deal. I think see. you like like me went in with great expectations. Mm-hmm. Oh and, God, yeah, and that's probably why it hurt more to be so disappointed in this movie because 
JJ set up a certain thing and he gave us a certain tone and we were, I guess, foolishly expecting Ryan Johnson to carry that along. And obviously he just, he basically took everything JJ was doing and tore it up and torched it and threw it in the trash and said, fuck you, JJ. And fuck you fans. Who it's going to be interesting when JJ returns for yeah. number nine, unless something happens between then and now. Yeah, how he's um, how he's picking up yeah. the pieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's start at the beginning. Tell me, what was the first thing that upset you about this movie? Like right out the gate, we opened up with a very cool space battle. I thought we did. We opened up with a great space battle, but the ramifications of that space battle weren't harsh enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Poe, who's supposedly their tactical ace he's a little bit of a hot shot but he's still he's still their ace pilot do you agree with me that in this movie they kind of turned him into a han solo caricature yeah a hundred percent they made him a little more roguish they made him a little more kind of um, sarcastic and smarmy and you know the whole joke with hux you know i'll hold okay holding for general hux waiting still waiting you know that i mean come on that joke first of all When did you ever think you'd hear a joke like that in a Star Wars movie? It really threw me off. All the humor in this movie felt very Avengers to me. Did it feel for- uh, did it feel forced, pun intended? <laughs> a little bit, but you know, I'm, I want to touch on this right now. Okay. You know, everybody's like, oh, there's too much humor. Try to think about all the humor in the original trilogy. And there is a lot of humor in the original trilogy. It's there's a lot, a lot more of subtle, little- though, isn't it? I mean, you've got Han Solo riffing with the, you know, over the intercom, you know, with the uh, prison guard and all that. (laughs) We're fine. Everything's fine down here. How are you? Yeah, exactly. I I think that they took they drew too much. A a, a lot of the humor was almost redundant or felt, you know, kind of kind of forced, Mm -hmm. pun intended. But okay, so we got that right off the bat. We've got the we've got the battle scene. We've got Poe causing the destruction of a good chunk of supplies and fleet. Oh, the the entire bomber fleet, basically, was eradicated because of him. Yeah, so you get basically Poe with a little slap on the wrist. I know. That's what it all accumulates to. (laughs) He he basically shut off his... He shut off his his intercom when, when General Leia said, no, don't do this, that's a direct order, and he just ignored her. Yeah, shut totally off the ignoring. Yeah. I could see, okay, this is how, and I'm going to try to offer solutions to some of these scenes. Oh, I would love um, that. Yes, please explain them I, to me. <laughs> I think that maybe something would have happened to Poe's comm unit, and he couldn't radio back to the fleet, and he could, or they could only hear him, he couldn't hear them. So he gets into a situation where he needs to call the fleet in, but... Or something happens. Something happens. It's more of a life and death situation rather than Poe just calling it all in. I mean, General Leia's got the end all be all right. This this fighter pilot Poe is not going to outrank her. So he shouldn't even be able to call the fleet in for one thing. Right. Maybe someone else calls it in. That's a high rank also and makes the bad call. Him making the bad call and leading to the death of all these people and getting out of it pretty much scot free is a little bit too without you know without repercussions for me and not only that he he showed like no remorse about everybody dying like he's just like well we took out the dreadnought who cares he's like you get the (laughs) you get the great scene with the remote control you know the person's there was a lot of tension there it was that was that was rose's sister that was because she had the other half of the medallion there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so rose's much hotter sister 
<laughs> you get that right out of the gate. You get that right out. That's that sets up a little bit of my displeasure with the movie. Mm-hmm. So this is accumulating as we go. Oh sure, yeah. But that so, left uh, the first uh, that left the first bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we've got them jumping. We we get the fleet gets the hell out of there eventually. Right. And uh, it's kind of licking their wounds. Uh, I after that do we we go right to Ray and Luke? Correct. Then I think it swipes the only swipe because Ryan Johnson definitely one of the things he did in this movie he made sure to do is just eradicate all of the things about Star Wars that you have come to know and love. And one yeah. of those is the swipe technique in the direction yeah. he just got rid of it. I mean, even JJ used it in Force Awakens. Oh, I read something um, about I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, Apparently. I was going to touch on that. Because <laughs> that happens in that last scene. Supposedly. It's bullshit. That's such bullshit. What a cop yeah. out. Yeah. So yeah. I was upset. One of the things that upset me was the fact that, you know, a standard in the Star Wars universe in all the movies, including Rogue One, because K2SO starts to say it and gets cut off, but he does begin to say it, is, I got a bad feeling about this. Or some iteration of that, like, I have a bad feeling, you know, I've got a really bad feeling. Something to that effect. Someone says they have a bad feeling. In every Star Wars movie, it's it's a mainstay. It's, it's expected. It's like lightsabers. You expect to see a lightsaber, and you expect to see a starship battle in a Star Wars movie. You expect to hear that line at some point. So mm-hmm. the entire movie went, and I didn't catch the line. And I was not intentionally looking for it or listening for it. But I expected to hear it, and then I got out of the movie and realized I didn't hear that. Yeah, that I, you know, I didn't really even recognize that until I saw you. I think commented that it wasn't in there, right? So, which really kind of threw me the off. The <laughs> next day after I posted about that, because I did rant and rail on Facebook and upset mm-hmm. all of our mutual friends. Yes, yes, <laughs> not, so as, not as much as you did, but you know, <laughs> you, I mean, you really set the world on fire. You were just yeah. you went out there with your video review. I, I did, Uh, I did. So somebody shared a link with me that Ryan Johnson came out and said, oh, no, that line's in the movie. BB-8 says it when he's in Poe Dameron's X-Wing, and they're about to attack the Dreadnought. Uh, Terrible. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? Why don't you just say a Porg fucking said it? Yeah. I mean, how is it any different? Why don't you say Chewbacca said it? I mean, what? Yeah, it would be more meaningful if Chewbacca said it, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I, and yeah I, exactly. Uh, so a droid says it. A droid who doesn't have feelings has a bad feeling. You know, that would have been good if Chewbacca had said it, and then Luke said to him at some point, "You know, Chewie, I've got a bad feeling too." You yeah. know, yeah, that yeah, would have yeah. been the perfect scene, and right. it would have just because you've got Luke. There wasn't enough interaction between Luke and Chewie, as far as I'm concerned. It was very minimal. Yeah. Very know? minimal. Um, yeah. which was another unfortunate thing. But anyway, let's continue. So yeah, BB-8 apparently said that line. I, yeah. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's some bullshit. But anyway, so go on. Go ahead. So then I think we They're go They're licking to, their wounds, uh, and then, yeah, we swipe to Octo. Is that the name Octo, of the island? Octo, Octo yeah. yeah. Uh, Where we last, it. and it picks up exact. which is, this has never been done in a Star Wars movie before. You talk about breaking tradition. We yeah. pick up exactly where Episode Seven left off, like the exact mm-hmm. scene, exact moment where Rey yep. is handing the lightsaber over to Luke Skywalker. And this is a big defining moment, right? I mean, yeah. J.J. left this open for Ryan Johnson to pick it up and, and take it, take us along for a, a great ride. And we're all expecting this 
awesome, intense moment. And, oh, my God, what's Luke going to say to her? What's he, what's his reaction going to be when he sees she has his original, Anakin's original lightsaber that he was given from Obi-Wan? And, wow, that's amazing. And what's going to happen? And, Aaron, what happens? Uh, the carnival show starts. And oh my god, it was it, it just it took that entire thing that JJ set up that end scene with that you know that look on his face, mm-hmm. that her like desperately holding the lightsaber out and just turned it into a giant joke, right? And, um, and basically shit all over the last two. We've been waiting two fucking years to find out what the reaction was going to be. And that's what happens. Yep. I could have seen if he walked by her like and just left her standing there, which mm-hmm. made it even worse was she went and grabbed the lightsaber after. Like, I thought he threw it like literally over off the, cliff. the cliff into the water. <laughs> so, yeah, he it would have been so much. That's my fix for that scene. He just walks by her. But no, he tosses it over his shoulder. Doesn't you get say this, one word. Yeah. Yeah, and then just walks away, and that sets up that whole thing up that, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? How'd you find me? Whole thing. So, yeah. (laughs) Which I didn't mind too much. There was, okay, so you get the porgs. You also get these keepers of the ruins. So you get (laughs) the caretakers. That's what he called them. He called them the caretakers, and they look like the caretakers, yeah. They look like Muppets in little nun outfits. (laughs) Yep. So, (laughs) ah, yeah. I, uh, which I didn't really have a problem that much with the porgs, but putting all these other people there to just kind of, it, it, they were there to set up more humor because that's yeah, all that they, they were really unnecessary. Did. Like if you're Luke Skywalker and you don't want to be found, why would you go anywhere that's inhabited? Wouldn't you find yeah. a deserted Island that wasn't deserted? There were caretakers there and yeah. quite a few of them by the look of it. And if he's giving up the force, why does he go to a force place that's right. like hot with the force? Right, it's got dark like side and light wicked side. dark side, wicked light side. It's got the Jedi cave with it. it's got all his books in there. Like, yeah, <laughs> like if you're getting like later on in the movie, Ray says you basically shut your powers off. Yeah, like if he that's what he wants to do. Why keep all this stuff hanging around? Right. And why go to a place that's so like a beacon of the force? I don't understand why he didn't go crash at Dagobah like Yoda. That would have been so much better. If you think about it, how many people know where the fuck Dagobah is? Nobody. Absolutely zero. <laughs> Nobody except Luke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and they could have had that play out, you know, in the entire last movie, too. He goes to Dagobah. He doesn't go to Octo. And not Octo. only that, but wouldn't it have been a nice nod to, like, visit a planet we've been to before? Oh yeah, because can't no, we, we all admit it. that Jakku was just a ripoff of Tatooine? I mean, yeah, 100%. they just didn't want to have it happen on Tatooine. But the planet is exactly like Tatooine. Like Tatooine. We're just going to make it Tatooine, yeah. but call it something else. I mean, so yeah. it would have been a nice nod to the originals to have a system from the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and or what, even one that was mentioned, right? One that was mentioned that wasn't seen. You know, maybe Dantooine, mm-hmm. maybe you know. Whatever, but no, we get stuck with uh, Jakku and Actu and <laughs> and Krite and Canto yeah. Canto Bite, which is the dumbest name for anything. Oh man! So anyway, all right. So yeah, so Luke, we we learn. You know, we're thinking that we're led to believe from the last movie that Ray's going to go. 
and Luke's going to immediately train her, and then they're going to both team up and fight, come back and fight Kylo Ren and fight Supreme uh, Leader Snoke and mm-hmm. br- bring order to the back to the galaxy and help the Resistance regain control of the Republic. That's mm-hmm. what we're led to believe. But what happens, Aaron, instead? <laughs> you just basically get grumpy old Luke and... Disillusioned, you know, miserable... Disillusioned, miserable Luke. Yep. Oh, so it would have been awful. so much better if he was just I can see if he was angry or if he he was just he was your grumpy old neighbor from next door. Get the hell off my force lawn, you you mangy kids. <laughs> Get off my island. Yeah. So they totally turn him into, you know, grumpy old Jedi. Yeah. No, not good. Not good at all. He's not my Luke Skywalker. Nope. So then we go from that scene. And we flash back to the fleet, who has started licking their wounds. But then all of a sudden, guess who shows up? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And they've got a way to track them. In now hyperspace. everyone assumes that it's Kylo Ren, and maybe they're tracking it, tracking Leia. Like he can like sense her in the Force. Yeah, he's got and, like a connection with his mom, which would yeah. make the most sense. But no, they're using the fucking flux capacitor to find them. <laughs> well, they had that old prop from Back to the Future. They wanted to repurpose it and use it again. And it were, you know what it reminded me of? I'm like, holy shit, they dug up the fucking bunker on Endor and threw it in a fucking Star Destroyer. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. And, and then all of a sudden they have to devise this plan to... Go take it out. Like, they they know, they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, they're tracking us through hyperspace. Oh, well, that must mean they've got a such and such. And wait a minute. And who was it that determined that that's what they were doing and how they were doing it? Some Uh, random monkey wrench. This Rose character who came out of nowhere. Please address this. uh, It's not Rose. It's crazed fangirl. That's (laughs) basically what Rose embodied was... The average, like the the hyper fan that is just enamored with everything and right. all these heroes. It'd be basically if you went to a convention and someone came up to your table and just like started to hug you Gushing and scream and you. faint, you know? <laughs> exactly. Because that's uh, basically what she did when she ran into Finn, who, by the way, was trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, he was trying to get the hell out of there. Very heroic of him. Yeah, yeah, very heroic of him. That whole thing kind of really messed with me, too. I mean, they just undid his whole character. Like, they built him up from being this, like, he didn't know if he wanted to be a rebel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he didn't know what he wanted to do in the first movie, and then he finally allied himself with Ray, and he made the determination he was going to be a good guy, and... And then they basically tried to undo that in the first 15 minutes of the movie after he woke up from his coma. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And then that whole scene was stupid, too. So he's in a med bay somewhere and he manages. And no one's monitoring him. Yeah, nobody's monitoring. There's no two. There's no two one B or any medical droid there to, like, keep an eye on him. Yep, He's not in a Bakta tank. He is basically (laughs) in some kind of weird thing with tubes and hoses that, of course, are trailing and spraying water everywhere. Right. Um, And isn't that after the hangar even blew up or something like that? Was that? 
I after or before that scene? Uh, be honest, I I had have to rewatch it. I don't even. Yeah, know. I got I'm losing track of, of the continuity now, but uh, that they handled that all wrong. I, I, okay, I'm not against Rose as a character. I am against Rose as how they portrayed her. If she was a super savvy and intelligent engineering character kind of like one of our old comic book characters mm-hmm. but maybe with just a little bit of a excitableness about her kind of like I our old comic that. book character <laughs> roses <laughs> she basically should have been Jaime from Captain she should have been Jaime yeah, yeah exactly okay. she she just she was the movie's Jar Jar she was Ooh. Jar Jar Rose wow that's a strong statement it, it is it, they you know I, I said to myself, I looked at it this way. I'm like, these movies, when they came out, I was a kid, you know, like six to like 12. And then these movies are meant for kids, too. But now I'm 46 and I'm looking at these things like they're supposed to be high cinema, which I know a lot of people like they're not high cinema. Just yeah, but I expect them to fix some of the problems with the other movies. Like if you like Rose and you have to like Jar Jar Binks. Like that's, that's how I equate the two. Like if you are willing to sit through Rose, then you are willing to sit through Jar Jar Binks, a character who starts off very annoying, but does turn out to be helpful in his own way throughout the story, you know? So they're the two same things. If you like one, you have to like the other. Yeah. So this, 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 uh, I don't know what she was, a mechanic or something, right? I mean, she was, she she was, she was a mechanic or an engineer. She's not like a super intelligent scientist, high ranking scientist, but she figures out that they're being tracked through hyperspace. Yes. Yes. She's stuck (laughs) in this rebel fleet and knows all about this new first order technology. (laughs) Like she's getting like. You know, um, Scientific Weekly or something, and she's <laughs> reading it. I read in the newest Sharper Image magazine that this. Yeah. Is... <laughs> so then they've got to concoct this terrible plan and call Mads Kanata like on the space phone. Okay, here's um, my question: <laughs> If they can get a signal out to Maz, why couldn't they get a signal out to someone else and ask, call for help? <laughs> no, they've got to. <laughs> They, they can only. They've only got one space. They got one shot. Left. You've got, one, got shot. one shot. You. I'm sorry. You only have enough on your prepaid phone card for one more long distance call. So you better make it count. So they call Maz Kanata, who is, by yep. the way, in the middle of the Guardian of the Galaxy space <laughs> battle. That, that when they're fighting. <laughs> that battery eating monster at the beginning yes. of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Because I honestly expected Groot to go running I mean, by. Didn't you expect Rocket to ask if anyone had any tape? Uh, he was going to like <laughs> pop in into the scene and be like, "Hey, Maz, you got any tape?" Or I mean, asked her for her glasses. He really needed her glasses because that's exactly what that uh, scene reminded me of. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're having a full blown conversation while all hell is breaking loose, and she's yeah. like shooting a bunch of shit. You can't really tell what's happening on her end. Yep. And she and she's just like, oh yeah, you go to Canto Bite, the casino world, and ask for the guy with the lapel pin. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, how and then random. I'm like, they're being how about you just how about you just give him the name of the guy? Like, well, <laughs> why is Maz being so secretive? Like, did she not know the dude's name? 
<laughs> oh yeah, guess what? The entire resistance fleet could be wiped out. Like, but what, you know, what, what, I'm going to be a little vague about this. What happens if that guy just happens that day not to wear that pin? Like, what if he forgets it or it dro- falls off him or he drops it? I mean, what, anything. How would she know he would be there at that time and with yeah. that pin on? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous. It, 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 yeah. it was an excuse to have Maz Kanata show up in the movie. Yeah, it was, it was exactly. So my theory, here's my theory, Aaron, because then they go to Canto Bite, this casino world. Yes, which and, they managed to get off of the cruiser right, without and, anyone noticing. Yeah, yeah, and then hyperspace away. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. But see, this this is my theory. So Ryan Johnson had a specific story he wanted to tell. He basically wanted to literally like kylo ren says many times in this movie kill the past he wants he literally wants to kill star wars's past (laughs) and he wants to kill everything that we know and love about this franchise yeah so that these new characters characters can move forward and create their own mythology okay Mm -hmm. so he wants to undo all of that so in order to do that he had a specific story he wanted to tell and finn did not play into that story whatsoever finn had no place in his story so i'm convinced aaron wood Mm -hmm. that ryan johnson wrote this entire movie then sat back and said oh shit i forgot to write john boyega's character into this thing (laughs) because he really doesn't need to be in this movie at all exactly yeah so let me create this unnecessary side story Mm-hmm. where he has to go, but I can't have him go alone, so I need to create this new character, Rose, to go with him. So he creates Rose, and the two of them go off to Casino World. And and then he has the greatest missed opportunity I've ever seen in a Star Wars film. They go to Canto Bight to look for this code breaker, the guy with the <laughs> lapel pin that Maz Kanata pointed him to. Yep. <clears throat> and who is... who's? Who should have been there, Tom? I mean, it's a casino world. Casino mm-hmm. gambling. Who do we know in the Star Wars universe that's a big gambler, Aaron? Uh and that who would and be... who has the who has the fans been asking for since The Force Awakens to appear in this new trilogy that, you know, cuz he was a pretty main character in the original trilogy. Yeah, it's it's got to be Boss Nass. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Although he wasn't in the original, no, but no, he no. was. If you look closely in the background, um, no, we got we got the one and only Lando Calrissian, Mr. Colt Forty Five himself. Exactly. And Where was he? Nowhere to be found. And all they had to do, Aaron, I if I was writing this movie, it would have been real simple. First of all, I wouldn't have even had that side story in the movie if I was writing this movie. But if you mm-hmm. needed to do that, so Finn had something to do. When they get arrested for parking their shuttle on the beach, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, are you, exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? So yeah. they get arrested for parking their shuttle illegally on the beach, okay? Mm-hmm. Instead of dragging them and throwing them into the prison cell where they ultimately meet DJ, a.k.a. Benicio Del Toro, mm-hmm. he was fucking useless. He didn't need to be in this movie. <laughs> Okay, it was an excuse for Benicio del Toro to get another paycheck and be in a Star Wars movie. That's all that was. Exactly. Otherwise, yeah, and to get a little more draw. His character was name. fucking pointless. So, instead of that happening, they could have brought them before the head of the casino, who could have been who? Aaron Wood, Boss Nass. I mean, no, Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Absolutely, Lando 
fucking Calrissian. Could have been yep. sitting there at a desk with his back turned. They could have brought him into the room. The chair could have spun around. You could have even had a fucking old-ass Lobot standing next to him just to give people that initial, oh, my God, and then the chair spins, and there's Lando sitting there drinking a Colt 45. You know what it make, would make that even better, dude? Lobot's the fucking hacker. <laughs> the code breaker is Lobot. He's the code breaker. That would yeah. have been uh, He's a fucking machine. That would you have know? been amazing. That would have yep. been amazing. But anyway, oh, so, God. and then all they had to do was, you know, plop them down in front of Lando. Yep. Finn could have given him a quick, shortened version of what's going on, and mm-hmm. he could have said, I'm going to let you guys go as a favor to the General Leia and the Rebellion, showing that Yes, he's moved on and he's no longer part of the re- rebellion, but he still has those ties and he still yeah, has those emotional ties. And he's yeah. still and he's still a good guy deep down and he lets them go and he and he gives them the code breaker. He or steers them to the code breaker and in this case it would be cool if Lobot was the code breaker. Yeah. And then they yeah. go on their happy way and there's your 2 minute Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian cameo. He doesn't have to be a main character in the movie, but you give a nice nod to the fans. It makes perfect sense that he's there at Casino World because he retired from the Rebellion after they defeated the Empire at the end of Return of the Jedi. He had to go do something else, so what did he do? He went and started working at Canto Bite, and now he's the head of the Casino World. Exactly. I mean, that would have just been so easy to do. But no. Also, they missed out on another thing they could have cameoed in this movie you know that you see a track you know oh, pod uh, around <laughs> pod i'm like where are the fucking pot here come the pod racers that would have been all amazing of a sudden, these gangly fucking cgi looking bullshit things come <laughs> running around the track i'm like horse, like horse, well, horse dogs i call them <laughs> You've you've ruined everything with your horse dogs, but everyone's gonna want a fucking horse dog for Christmas oh, now. And a porg, absolutely. And a porg. I don't I don't mind porgs. I think porgs are cool. Uh, but they yeah, ta- you, apparently you fucking... they taste great. <laughs> I don't know. Chewie never got to. Eat. He never got to eat his porg. Oh, uh, shit. So where, where are we going after we get done with all this? Lottie nonsense. I don't know. So they yeah. So they leave. They end up leaving with. DJ. Almost, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Benicio they, yeah. Del Toro. Yeah. yeah. He steals the one of the rich guy's ships, and they head mm-hmm. out. And, uh, and then we get a good discourse on politics and war and war funding. Yes. Uh, yeah. How, yeah. How both sides, you know, are, are causing issues. Yeah, because that's important in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> you know, we had politics in the prequels, and everyone hated that. But now we got to put that <laughs> back in. And now it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also we've got the fucking resistance. Like, okay, so both sides are getting weapons from these people, but apparently one side is trying to blow up the giant world-destroying planet, uh, Starkiller base, and then the other people are trying to blow people up. Who's the good guys and bad guys right, here? I exactly. mean, come on. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, they're, yeah. they're trying to tell you, well, you know, it, it's almost like Obi-Wan's line from a certain point of view, like... <laughs> Who's the bad yeah. guy? Well, it depends on your point of view. No, not really. I mean, you're supposed to have good guys and bad guys. No, it's guys guys. it's not really a certain point of view when you're deliberately destroying entire planets and millions of people and aliens <laughs> just for your own ambitions. And by the way, General mm-hmm. Hux, speaking of ambitions, oh boy, that guy. Did he take a special course on overacting? Because holy shit, he makes William Shatner look like fucking Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, holy I know. He, uh, 
Uh, he's bad, man. I was, yeah. oh, God, multiple times he almost died, and I'm like, just kill him off. Please kill yeah. him off. But no, let's not kill him off. Let's kill off the character we wanted to make the coolest character since Boba Fett, and <laughs> who also had barely anything to do in this movie as she did in the first movie. Let's kill off Captain Phasma. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. Like I'm like, okay, here she is. This is going to be awesome. Even yep. if, you know, she's going to... I know that this fight's going to probably come to a standstill. They're going to get away, but Phasma is not going to die. And what happens? And she's not going to go down like a little bitch. And what did she do? She goes down like a little bitch. Oh, God. And not only that, but poor Gwendolyn Christie, they don't give her any moment without the mask on. I mean, you see her eye through the broken helmet. Let her take the fucking helmet off and see her face in the movie for one minute. If you're going to kill her off anyway, what, what harm does that do? Yeah, like have him like... You know, Knocked like the cut through part her. of the helmet, and she just like rips it off and delivers her line. What well, would have been amazing <laughs> is if he knocked her helmet off, and then she continued fighting him helmetless, and you got to see their faces and you know tussle for another minute or two. But again, yeah. that fight didn't need to be there. It was just fin filler, so yeah. he didn't really put any thought or effort into that whole sequence. And then he just randomly killed off Captain Phasma because I guess he didn't care for the character. I don't know. I'm. I want. I'd like to know how J.J. Abrams feels about him killing off Captain Phasma because. But you I'm never know. JJ. She might not be dead. She might not be dead. How's um, that? How would that happen? Who knows? In the comic, apparently, she got time warping powers and managed to get off of Starkiller Base somehow. Um, so maybe she, uh, just closed her eye and then didn't, you know, she'll come back with like a little bird mark over her eye and she oh, got blasted uh, into space. Maybe she oh. had Boba Fett's rocket pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, uh, we, we skipped the whole part of the worst scene in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please take us back and let's talk about the worst part. Yes. Uh, okay. So you get Kylo Ren doing a, uh, they, they've, they've once again caught up with the rebel fleet. You've got, you know, Snoke ship, you got all this stuff. Shit's going to die. Uh, to quote my buddy, Tony, shit's going to die. <laughs> and all of a sudden Kylo Ren's coming in for the kill. He's got two ties with him. He's going to take the shot, but no, he doesn't take the shot. No, he doesn't. And Leia is on the bridge of this cruiser and she can sense what's coming. You know, the music is getting like, oh, and you know that she is going to bite the farm. Mm-hmm. So he does not fire. But who fires? The two TIE fighters. What happens? The fucking bridge explodes. She gets sucked in the space. Not just I'm her. Like, Admiral no. Akbar, all these other characters all we know the and high love. Ranks. Yep. <laughs> Except for curly-haired weirdo uh, ranking lady uh, with a big nose. Uh, <laughs> and apparently <laughs> General Holdo, whoever the fuck that is. Admiral, Dern, it's Vice Admiral Holdo. Vice Admiral. Yes. And where's she been hanging out since the beginning of the movie? It's a good like, question. Where's she been hanging out at all, period, since the beginning of the rebel- of the resistance? Because Poe Dameron never met her before, which I find hard to believe. She was in the cargo hole. <laughs> she was in steerage. It was no, like you know, Titanic. She was, and she- they had her frozen in carbonite, and they thought her out once they needed her. Oh, God. So anyway, she gets, Leia gets blown into space. I'm like, holy fuck, that's it. She's gone. I'm like, I feel this loss. Like, I feel, oh, my God. That was so their you, out, right? I mean, that was their out. Yeah, from, that was Because let's You've face gotten, it, if, if, if spoiler alert to everyone, 
Carrie yeah. Fisher died in real life, so they need to write her out of these movies unless they yeah. plan on recasting the character, which I don't think would work. So that yeah. was their out, having her get sucked out of the bridge into space and just g- going out like that. And the best part is Kylo didn't kill her, so you don't have to be mad at him for that. Exactly. And there was something – that okay, so later on – I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Luke and Leia have a kind of reunion. I'll put it in re, in quote in air quotes right now, right. and I'll get to that later. Yeah. But they have a reunion. I think it would have been better if during the attack she gets this feeling and she throws her mind across the universe and gets in touch with Luke. Like, or Luke senses it and reaches out to Leia. Like, they're brother and sister. They know yeah, what's they going have on a connection. with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and they have their last goodbye that way. And then, boom, sucked into space. So you're like, holy shit, she's gone. Carrie Fisher is dead in real life. They've wrapped this up. They've given her a respectable out. She has died on the bridge of a star cruiser doing leading the resistance, you know. But no, what happens like five minutes later? <laughs> well, you see her floating in space and she's... you see her floating in space. And I'm like, OK, they're going to cut this scene out. And then I'll you get a twitch of her hand, and I'm like, no, don't do this. Oh God, don't do this. And then her hand opens, and she opens her eyes, and she okay. Apparently, Jeff Carter knows, and he yelled at everybody. How come nobody knows this? You're she talking about herself. You're talking she, about Jeff Carter from the Geek League of America. From the Geek League of America, yes. he knows that she's pulling her. everything that Jeff says about this movie. By the way. I picture in comic book guy voice. So just a disclaimer there. So clearly, (laughs) clearly she's pulling herself in with the force. She's not flying through space. She's clearly, she's clearly pulling herself back towards the door. Um, And then she pulls herself back to the bridge door, the bulkhead. And then somehow they open the bulkhead and she comes through. They open it without it all getting sucked out. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, what the That was fuck? the first thing I thought. Like, how, wait a minute. How is Poe not getting sucked out when the door opens? Like, And, and I'm going to say that, uh, oh, maybe they put a shield over that part of the ship to seal it off or whatever. And, and she can come in, but... But nothing can go out. But nothing can go out. <laughs> the, whole fucking, the whole fucking logic and reason went right out. Now, okay, she's a powerful Jedi, apparently you know well, somebody's no, no. trained her i, I don't think she's this. a jedi i think she's a force user there's she's a, difference. a force there's user a difference. yes that's right she's not a jedi although who's to say that she didn't have training from luke we don't know this no we don't know any of that because yeah. a lot's happened in the last 30 years and jj was setting all that up and ryan johnson said ah fuck that you don't need to know any of that backstory <laughs> no, you don't need to know you don't any need that. to know what's been going on with them in the last 30 years those characters aren't important to you ray and poe and i guess finn are the new important characters uh, to you new important characters yep so we're supposed to be getting rid of these old characters, but no, we're just keeping them alive with weird, weird ways. So she comes back on the ship and they put her in a med bay somewhere. I think that's when they determine that they need to contact, you know, the whole hacker thing or whatever. Right there, they could have made it so the fleet jumped again and then Kylo couldn't sense his mom because she's fucking catatonic. And then... That could have been there out. I liken this to another movie that had a chase scene that had Carrie Fisher in it, and that's Blues Brothers. Yes. Classic. <laughs> Where they're driving Classic. and you get being chased by uh, Nazis and rednecks and Carrie Fisher's out for revenge. 
and it's just a chase. There's a lot of chase scenes in that movie, and that's what this movie was, a two-hour Blues Brothers chase scene, pretty much. <laughs> in space. And how come you could not take a few of the fucking First Order destroyers and hyperspace them in front of the cruiser <laughs> and then come out of hyperspace and blast the fuck out of it. Because then you wouldn't have a movie. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't have a movie. So they sh- they they needed to fix all that and just have this, oh, we're just going to, we can't catch up to these people. There's no possible way we can catch up. That, no. K- Kylo Ren's fighter, who is a long well, no, distance you, fighter. The reason they, they, they said um, they entered an asteroid field. That's what that was what was slowing down the Empire, or excuse me, the First Order. God forbid I call him the Empire. <laughs> yeah. In this Potato new trilogy, potato. it's the First Order, not the Empire. Wait, where was the asteroid field? I thought there were like meteors or some shit. That no, they... they they basically said that they couldn't catch up to the cruiser. It was too fast. <laughs> and they had outranged them, so the fighters could not reach them. So basically, the fighters couldn't fly far enough away to to like engage this thing, which is complete and utter bullshit. Right, you've got. So you're telling me that basically the the first order fighters can only like loop de loop capital ships. That's it. They can't fly any distance out into space, or they're just going to be fucking useless. You know. Uh, even okay. So the first order sh- tie fighters have hyperspace units on them, have engines on them because Finn and Poe had one in the forest awakens and they didn't end up using it. They ended up just going back to Jakku. Ugh. It just, <laughs> it boggles my fucking mind. But once again, if we use logic, we wouldn't have a fucking movie. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we, we've done all the Canto bite shit. We get back, uh, a, Apparently, Poe is like, you guys aren't telling me shit. I'm going to mutiny. So once again, <laughs> he's he's killed countless number of resistance people. He's led a mutiny with the resistance. And so who comes through the door but Leia, who suddenly decides to wake up, That's right. tases and stuns Poe. And then, and then I'm like, oh, my God, here it is. She's going to go down with the ship. She is going to ju- she's going to ram that ship into something and buy them time. Yeah. Okay. And all these transports are they're going to load up the transports and they're going to fly them to crate to a, to a planet called but Where's the fucking planet? The planet's right out the fucking view screen. Yeah. It's like right there in the system. Right. So obviously, you know, if the first order is paying any. <laughs> Attention, they're going to see where they're going, right? Look at those transports over there. Hey, look at those uh, things flying to that sh- planet that's right over there. Yeah, and then this is the chance to have Admiral Holdo be the new leader, leader. of the Resistance. Right. Uh, but no, we have Holdo going, uh, I have to go film another Jurassic Park movie someday, so I can't <laughs> stick around. I can't hang uh, out in this franchise. I have another franchise I'm kind of beholden to. It'd be cool if she came back to Jurassic World, too, but I don't think she is. But anyway... So then you get the best scene in Star Wars. You get the best scene in Star Wars. Hands down, this is my most favorite scene ever. Really? And yes, it it stopped my fucking heart. It was that amazing. Like, <laughs> took the breath, it took everything out of me watching this scene. So what you get is Admiral Holdo, General Holdo. I can't even remember what the it's fuck vi- rank Vice you. Admiral Holdo. Vice Admiral Holdo takes this cruiser, spins up the hyperdrive. And why does she do this, though? Because she needs to 
buy time for the transports to get to this other because planet. they start being picked off one by one as they're traveling <laughs> to the planet because, because meanwhile back on back on the star destroyer finn and rose and dj benicio del toro's character have all been captured and dj has sold them out to the first order yes. and told them the plan so now yes. they know yeah yep how did he know the plan because he was with no. Finn when Poe radio. Oh, okay. I and mean, here's the other thing: How does Poe yeah. radio Finn and the First Order not intercept that transmission when it's on their ship? Oh, it's um, space magic. Magic. Okay. Just I was just curious about that because yeah. it would have made more sense if they were listening in and heard Poe explaining the plan. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yeah. so okay. DJ betrayed them. Yeah. And so. First order. Holdo's got to buy some time for these. Yeah, people. so that they can get to the planet. So you t- you take this cruiser and she spins up the hyperdrive and she fucking just fires a sh- like the cruiser right through Snoke's ship. But what you get is this the one some of the best cinematography and it's dead fucking silent. Yeah, it is, and, and the angles and the bright <laughs> blue flash and everything. And is you just, just like, see it cut in half. Fuck. You get yeah, it shears the entire wing off of fucking Snoke's capital ship, just boom, gone. Yeah. And uh, which brought up a point that somebody posted online: How come the First Order or the Resistance, for that matter, just didn't <laughs> load up j- dummy drones with hyperdrive units and fl- and weaponize and them, and fly yeah. them through things? <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they basically Ryan Johnson once again doing things that have never been done in any Star Wars film before. Yeah, and now he's weaponized hyperdrive. He's weaponized hyperdrive, which may, people are like, "Well, maybe they shut off the collision detection or whatever." Which, okay, what? It was still the best scene. I don't I give a shit. Yeah, it was about cool. you know, it was yeah. still amazing. Yeah. So then, of course, the transports. Oh, we forgot to talk about no, what's we, going on we, during this scene. Yeah, no, we'll we'll talk about that. But let's finish okay. this part first. <laughs> So the transports are like, oh, fuck, we're we're scot free now. Holdo has crippled the uh, fleet, you know, by driving through Snoke's ship. She's disabled every Star Destroyer, you know, and everything. So we can get away now. Bye. <laughs> we're going to take off right. the ones that are left. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I thought they were going to kill Leia in the transport along with Poe and a few other people, thus giving them an out again. Right. But no, not going to happen. Nope. No. So, yes. So, scene. We have that scene. <laughs> so, meanwhile, back on Octo. Yes. We've got all this shit going on, meanwhile. With well, no. Ray it's, it's, it's like the longest, most painful, brooding Luke moments ever. Yes. And he's like, I'm not going to train you. I'm not going to train you. And then R2 shows him the old transmission of Leia. Mm-hmm. Help and, me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. You're my only hope. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, I guess I'll train her. Yeah. <laughs> so R2-D2 basically saved the movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it was kind of a cool moment when he went on the ship and he went into the cockpit of the Falcon. I, I was mm-hmm. That took me back. Yep, he grabbed the dice. That. Yeah, that was know. cool. So there were, you know, Ryan Johnson gave us a few little nods. I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, then we oh, had yeah. the whole chewy eating a porg 
or not eating the porg, cooking a porg, trying to eat the porg, the other porgs looking at him, making him feel bad like that. All all that jokey shit was unnecessary. And that's yeah. really all he gave Chewie to do. Yeah. You're here for comic relief, Chewie. Awful. Yeah. Made his character just pointless. And then he decides he's going to train her. He says, okay, come on, let's train. She goes out, sits on the rock, kneels on the rock, whatever. <laughs> that was an amazing scene with the prawn. Oh, my God. That was and, so good. And so what happens then? Uh, he basically dupes her into thinking that she's made this connection with the Force. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, once again, it's it's grumpy old man Luke. But in the end, he does does train her like I there was just it was so con like he, I'm gonna train you I'm not gonna train you like be outside with your lightsaber do this do that like I don't know it just really fucking was not the way to go and like, at I no expect- point did he ask her where the hell did you get this lightsaber where did you get this lightsaber that when I last saw it it was falling down a shaft in Bespin with my severed hand <gasps> or it would have been even better at the beginning to go he takes the lightsaber. He goes, "Where did you find this?" And she goes, "I don't really know, like at, at Maz Kanata's or something on a on a planet." And then he just throws it over his shoulder. Then you know, like get some <laughs> like sort maybe of it's context. A fake. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, he or never maybe he knows by touching it. At no you know? point did he question where the thing came from. Like yeah. it it was in Empire Strikes Back. It was lost down a shaft <laughs> with his hand, and then. I assume it fell out into the atmosphere because he fell down that shaft as well and then ended up falling out and catching himself on that, you know, little scaffolding at the bottom of the Bespin at at Cloud City. But I assume the lightsaber fell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fell. And fell somewhere. (laughs) But we'll never find out where or how it got into Maz Kanata's hands and then ultimately to Ray's and then ultimately back to Luke, who just threw it away like it was nothing. Yeah. Exactly, And no one's supposed to have a problem with that. Everyone's just supposed to accept that. Ryan Johnson thinks that that's okay, that we don't Mm -hmm. bother explaining any of that. Yeah, not not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Asshole. Ryan Johnson, you asshole. Uh, Actually, he's not even the asshole. Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm is the asshole uh, because she gave the green light and okay for all of this. Yeah, she's been checking off the checkboxes. Kathleen Kennedy. And she yeah. liked the job he did so much, she gave him his own fucking trilogy. He's going to create his own Star Wars movies when Episode Nine's done. He's going to do another trilogy, ah. which is going to have nothing to do, thankfully, nothing to do with the Skywalker story, because mm-hmm. he has no respect for it, so don't let him touch it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so Luke half-ass trains her, right? Yeah, half-ass she, she detects darkness on the island, mm-hmm. And so she yeah. goes. She goes down to the island's butthole. <laughs> she jumps in. I mean, it's literally. Does it not literally look like an asshole? Yeah, it's pretty bad. So she doesn't jump in. She she leans down and gets either pulled in or slips into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets. She slides into the butthole. The island's yep. butthole. Octo's butthole. <laughs> and then, and then yep. what happens when she's in the butthole, Aaron? Oh, you think, she don't you think something see- amazing is going to happen? Like after all that buildup, and she falls into this nasty butthole that you something... do get a really cool scene with this like played out reflection mm-hmm. and you know like really trippy like what's going on it's it reminds me of kind of like luke confronting himself in the tree but it's basically like she's in this 
basically this dark zone, you know, this generalized, localized, dark side place, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's asking who her parents are. Right. And we're like, holy shit, we're going to find out. We are going to find out who it is and who does it turn out to be? Whose reflection does she see? Hers. Exactly. She's She's her own parent. She's her own parent. Which would have been awesome because, hey, Anakin was born from the midichlorians, right? There yeah. Was, there, was no, what, there was no father. A lot of people said, like, Snoke made Anakin and Snoke made Rey. Like, those are, like, he's producing life. You know, like, somebody is making these <laughs> these really good force users somehow. Uh, but no, she's... Uh, yeah, we find out herself. later that yeah, she's. We find out later who her parents are, though. But we'll get to yeah, that. We'll get there. So yeah, that so that scene happens, and she's just like, huh, okay, no answers, and everyone in the audience is like, huh, okay, okay, no answers. I mean, that whole scene was pointless, other than the cool mirror effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, it was an excuse cool. for Ryan Johnson to make poor Daisy Ridley fall into a giant butthole. <laughs> That's yep. all it was. That's all it was. Terrible. Uh, okay, so... And now we, is this... At, at this point, isn't she starting to have that connection with Ben yes. Solo? Like, Kylo Ren is, like, r- reaching out to her, and they're actually mm-hmm. talking from across the universe. Yes, you get this this Force connection um, from across the universe, and they're seeing each other. They're pretty much almost physically interacting with each other. That's right. And... Uh, so basically, everyone's like, "Whoa! Like, what's going on here? They're really tied together." Yeah, somehow. what's this connection? Right. right. Yeah, and uh, but no, guess guess who's doing all this? <laughs> Your buddy. Your buddy, Mister Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke. So Ray leaves and hooks up with Kylo. She leaves and- Luke behind too. He refuses to go with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Le- do- Totally refuses, and because so that's a very Luke Skywalker up. thing to do. Yeah, I'm not going to go protect this budding Force user. I'm just going to let her go off on her own. Right, what and else? oh, and we find out that Luke tried to kill Ben Solo, thus creating Kylo Ren. That's the other big yes. reveal. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of flashbacks, and then a lot of flashbacks from a different point of view. A different uh, point of view. Different point of view. Yeah. Ha! I'm Ben Solo. Remember me? Um, so anyway, you've got the reason why Kylo Ren is Kylo Ren. Supposedly. Supposedly. You've got him with Rey bringing her kind of like Darth Vader brings Rey or Luke before the Emperor. And but you've got Kylo Ren bringing Rey before Snoke. Oh, yeah. And they even use the manacles. They even use the little binders. Yes, they just did. like he had the binders on Luke when he brought him before the Emperor. It was, I mean, that mm-hmm. that whole scene was like pretty much beat for beat. Uh, everyone gets mad that Force Awakens was a rehash of A New Hope. That whole part of the movie was a rehash of Return of the Jedi. Yep, and I don't, 100%. I don't see how I don't see anyone complaining about that though. Like, what's? No. <laughs> they're perfectly fine with it. Yep, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna rehash that. So off we go. And so then you. <laughs> You get one of the craziest kills in the entire movie, and then followed by the second best scene in Star Wars. Um, yeah, sorry. so Snoke basically 
shows everyone just how powerful he is. I mean, he throws yeah. Ray around like a piece of a rag doll, garbage. Yeah. Thrown her around. Yeah, she goes to get her lightsaber, and he <laughs> has it fly around the room and hit her in the back of the head, and then he takes it back, and it's sitting next to him on his little throne there. Mm-hmm. Which I like that. See, I like that little bit of humor was pretty good because yeah. she's all she's all cocky and angry, and then he just basically like, pings her off the head so with sit it. Sit down. Yeah. Um, so he basically says, Kylo, you need to kill her because this is going to complete your training. Like, right. this is going to take all the humanity out of you. Right. First, he strips her mind and finds out where Luke's hiding. He he knows the yeah. lo- now knows the location of Octo, knows where the island is. And by mm-hmm. the way, he also reveals that he was responsible for the bridge between the two of them when they were conversing over through yes. the force. He was the one yeah. connecting their minds. So he knew yes, he everything they were saying to each other, and he was well aware of what was going on. He was manipulating them both. Mm-hmm. Playing both sides. Here's exactly. my question for you, Aaron Wood. Mm-hmm. If he knew where Ray was and was able to connect with her mind, why couldn't he detect that she was on that fucking island and know where the island was where Luke was? <laughs> Explain that one to me. Space magic. Magic. Okay. Just check Space it. magic. All right, go ahead. That dreaded space magic. So he's Kylo is expected to put the killing blow on Ray, and he and but, and Snoke is describing it as it's happening. He's saying, "Yes, he's I know breaking what, it on down." I know what know? my apprentice is thinking at all times. Right now, he's turning his handle of his blade towards his enemy, and then he's going to turn it on and strike down his enemy. <laughs> and and Kylo's like, "I know what I must do." Yep. And so he turns the lightsaber on. He does. But what happens? He turns it on right through Snoke. Yes, he does. He turns on the the one that's sitting right next to him. He you see it kind of angle over and you see it stab through him, which and then I'm like, "Oh, Snoke's going to be like, I'm just an image. Ha ha. Fuck off." But no. <laughs> no. Kylo pulls the lightsaber through him, which and was cool. Snoke yeah. Falls in half. Which, and I'm like, oh shit. Which doesn't make sense because he didn't completely cut through him. He just cut like the front half of him. Yeah, because if you have half and half, yeah. So <laughs> it went through it. Yeah. <sighs> either way, either way, he yeah. kills him. Yeah, he which kills was a him. pretty insane moment because I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that, that either. Was quite a quite a cool the, twist. So then you get the one of the the best lightsaber battles. Although it was a little bit ham-fisted choreography throughout the fight it was i'll get to that in a second but you basically get all the praetorian guard these six praetorian red clad guards like come up around them and you get this slow motion pan around and i'm like oh shit this is going to be like a major like slow motion fight but it just quickly degenerates into chaos and craziness can i ask Uh, you can i ask you something sure am i the only one who thinks it would have made a hell of a lot more sense if instead of the Praetorian Guards, as you call them, is that their name? I think so, yeah. Instead of them, wouldn't it yeah. have made more sense if the rest of the guys in the room were the other Knights of Ren? Supposedly they are the Knights of Ren, some people said, maybe. I don't know. Well, no one knows. All I know is in Force Awakens, they talk about the Knights of Ren. They show yep. the Knights of Ren in one yep. of Ray's visions. Yeah, and they're supposedly all these badasses. They're like equally badass with Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and it just would have made sense, I think, at that point, if the Knights of Ren were 
involved in this movie somehow, and it would have been a much more kick-ass fight, I think, if Kylo Ren had to go up against his brothers and <laughs> fought the Knights of Ren with Rey side by side. It would have been a really cool moment, but yeah. instead we get these glorified em- Emperor's guards. <laughs> I heard that they even retconned the uh, Knights of Ren. You know how it's supposed to be at night and it's raining out when the Jedi Temple falls with Luke, yes. you know, that whole thing. Right. Some I read somewhere where that whole thing is retconned out now. So it took place exactly how it happened in this movie and not during the rain. So there you go. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, just something I heard. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But either way, it was handled very poorly in the end. So because they, I, I mean, what my assumption because Luke said that when Ben tore down the temple, he took some of his students with him and killed the rest. Yeah, yeah. So I exactly. assumed the students he took with him were the Knights of Ren. Were the Knights of Ren exactly? But they never. Maybe they're off hanging out on Moss Eisley or something. They don't Who mention knows? the Knights of Ren at all. Nope, no okay. more Knights of Ren. Just checking. Yep. Space that, magic. Yeah, there you go. We don't need to. You don't need to. You know what? Ryan Johnson's there waving his hand at you. Doing the Jedi mind trick. You don't need to know about the Knights of Ren. Exactly. Forget yep. about the Knights of Ren. Just like don't. you don't need to know any of Supreme Leader Snoke's backstory. It's not important. Not important. Nothing is important. He's like the most powerful force user we've ever seen. Yep. In any Star Wars movie. But we don't but, need to know uh, anything about him or where he came from or who he yep. might actually be. Not important. Okay. Not important just, at all. Just making sure. Just shut up, kids, and watch your damn movie. That's right. Just enjoy what I give you. Yeah. Take it and love it because it has the name Star Wars on it. Exactly. All right. So, so what? where do we go from here? What, got, what happens now? Well, then you think, oh, my God, Kylo Ren turned good. He, he, did, yep. the, he did the switch, you know, just like yep. J Money predicted because J Money said he was going to turn good and switch. And we're like, mm-hmm. holy crap. I even turned to Derek in the movie theater because we watched it together. And I said, holy shit, J Money was right. Kylo Ren turned good. Yep. But, but did he turn good, Aaron? Uh, no, he had delusions of grandeur, and he wants to be supreme leader now. Yes, and then you get that line, Ryan yeah. Johnson's favorite line. Yeah, kill the past, or what does he say? Get rid of the past, kill it if you yeah. have to, or if you yeah, must. Yeah, 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 something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> so please, please, Ray, join with me, and we shall rule the, the galaxy together as father and son. I mean, as, no, sorry, as, as as Han Solo's son and a nobody. Yep. So <laughs> because he makes it a point to tell her. He yeah, know, he so that's what we re- find out. Yeah, who the Ray's reveal of who are. he somehow Kylo knows who Ray's parents are. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. They are who? Who who are they, Tom? They are trash people. Yeah, they are junkers. Junkers yeah. who sold Ray to yeah. Unkar Plut for money to go drinking, I guess. Yes, drinking money. Drinking yes. money, yeah. And then they wound up dead. Yep. <laughs> So <laughs> and Kylo knows all this somehow. Kylo knows everything because he intercepted the space magic plans. All right, very good. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. That that happens. <laughs> so Ray decides, "Fuck you, Kylo. I'm not joining yeah. you." Yeah, you're and unhinged. I, and I'm I taking I'm taking Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber back. So she mm-hmm. goes to grab it, and he says, "Oh no, you don't." Uh huh. And they have that moment where they're both pulling at the saber. Yep. And what and happens? I, Who, wins? Who wins that the, battle? Uh, Ray wins that battle. Does she? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that saber actually rips in half, and neither of them. Oh, shit, that's right. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Neither of them wins that battle. Yeah, it heats up and then explodes, yeah. so yeah. that's gone. So that's it. No uh, more. Now Now we don't have to bother explaining where that lightsaber came from. You never need yes. to know, because it's yep. no longer a, a MacGuffin. Yeah, it is gone forever, kids. <laughs> Just gone like Snoke. Forever. Snoke's dead now, too. We don't need to explain his backstory ever. Don't need to explain it. No. We knew he was going to die. We knew he had to die. We might as well have just killed him now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. S- space magic. It's not important where he came from or how he got so powerful, unnoticed. Yeah. Not important no. at all. No. Just showed up. Randomly. Yep. Yep. Randomly showed up. <laughs> So, yeah, so the lightsaber explodes, and then the hyperspace thing happens, and everyone's got to get away, and yeah. Ray escapes. So, she takes escapes. Snoke's personal shuttle. Yep, and gets the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, and then Hux shows up, and he's like, what the fuck? Snoke's dead? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, and Kylo's just like, I am all unhinged. I need to get my way. It was Ray that killed him, and scene. <laughs> and I'm going to force choke you until you <sighs> swear allegiance to me. Exactly. Because yeah, Hux, you you are so effective. You've been really <laughs> effective this entire movie. Go fuck I, yourself. And that is why Kylo Ren will never be Darth Vader, because Darth Vader would have killed that guy three times over by now. Yeah, no shit. I mean, poor Admiral Piet and all the, all the fucking <laughs> Imperial, mm-hmm. Imperial officers from the second movie, Empire Strikes Back, they all fucking bit the dust because they failed Vader once. I think one yep. of them one of them got a second t- try. Was it yes. Captain Piet? And he's, he got another yeah. try. He promoted him to Admiral Piet. Yep. And that was and, yeah. Admiral Ozzel got force choked to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? They all, all the rest of them fucking bit it. <sighs> Apology accepted, Captain Nida. He dies. <laughs> but no, Kylo lets Hux live. So fuck you, Kylo. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. Yep. Gone. Gone forever. <sighs> so then what happens, Tom? So then they realize that they're going to this planet. And even though Admiral Holdo basically cut Snoke's mothership in half, mm-hmm. the rest of the First Order fleet says, well, we're going to follow them down to that planet or that moon crate or crate or however you say it. Yeah. The salt. Where all the, the salt, dragons live. The salt moon. The salt moon. <laughs> it's all covered. It's salt. It's, it's, it's red earth with with white salt on top of it. It's, it's, it's salt. not snow. We're not ripping off Hoth. That's salt. It's they had salt. to make sure to tell you it was salt. So, Thank yeah. Thank you, salt trooper. Then we get to see those new walkers that have the ape feet. The gorilla walkers, yes. The gorilla yes. walkers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to bombard the big, there's a big bunker, rebel bunker, big huge door, impenetrable door. Yes, because door. it did used to be a rebel base at That's one time. Right. Yes, so they get the resistance force, gets inside the rebel base, mm-hmm. close up the door. They're safe Along with the deus ex foxinas. That's right. That's right. And they're all safe and sound in there. Oh, and at the last minute before they close the door, who comes swooping in? someone we forgot about the whole movie pretty much Finn and Rose right characters that didn't even need to be in this movie but here they are you know them you love them Finn yep Finn and Rose swoop in they get in they they get in before the door closes and then of course the first order shows up with their big Mm. gorilla walkers and all their shit and the big fucking as Poe calls it the big ass cannon or big Big ass ass cannon the big ass gun 
We're going to knock this entire door down with this big ass cannon. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yeah, we got this prototype weapon that was kind of like Death Star technology, I believe, or Star Killer based technology. Yeah. And we've miniaturized it into a big cone that's going to blow the door off this place. Right. Yep. That's what's going to happen. So that's about to happen. Like they're going to penetrate the door. And mm-hmm. you, you think Finn is actually going to sacrifice himself. He's in that little speeder and he's like. You know, they're like, oh, we're, we're getting picked off. We're not going to make it. We're not going to be able to blow up the gun. And Finn's like, no, fuck that. I'm going. And you this think this is down. when you think to yourself, OK, finally, Finn is actually going to be crucial to this entire story. He's actually going to sacrifice himself. There's going to be this really cool heroic moment. And Finn will serve a purpose in this movie. Finally. Yep. You have. Oh, my God. I need to get away from the First Order and I need to. Join. I need purpose in my life that's not killing people, and I'm going to join this resistance movement. This is all culminated in this moment when he should have been able to sacrifice himself, but what happens? <laughs> His new buddy Rose. New buddy Rose comes flying in, and what does new buddy Rose do? Knocks him out of the way. Crashes into him intentionally. Crashes into him. Which, by the way, could have killed them both. So I mean, she could. What, well, how ironic would it have been if she ended up smashing into them and kill? They both blew up and died, and he didn't take the gun out anyway. <laughs> uh, so the gun fires, opening a hole in the door. But the cool thing, Aaron, you got to <laughs> remember while that's happening in the background, in the yes. foreground. Finn is getting his kiss. It's very important that there's yes. a little romantic moment in the Star Wars movie. Yes. So they had to force this in. Ryan Johnson had to shove this romance down your throat. Yep. And I thought Rose should have died there. Rose is going to die for the cause. Rose is going to give it all up. She did it for the glory of love. And Peter Cetera would have come riding down (laughs) on a beam of light. She's an engineer that will fight for Finn's honor. No, no, that does not happen. Well, you think that she's dead. And Finn has to get Rose back into the base or has to get back into the base somehow. Right. So what happens next? What What is the next awesome moment that happens? All right. So then finally we're like, yep. okay, they're fucked because they sent they're out fucked. from the base. They sent out a distress signal and Leia yes. said, I have, you know, many friends, many allies out there at all corners of the galaxy. Someone's going to hear my distress call and they'll come to our come to help us. And yep. what, what happened? Uh, a giant fleet shows up. No, and... nobody fucking showed up to help. Oh, that's right. Nobody. Oh. She has no fucking friends. She doesn't no know. Friends. She has no idea how disliked she is, apparently, in the galaxy. Yeah, nobody likes them. <laughs> but who does show up, Tom? Who does show up? A cloaked figure comes out a of nowhere. A cloaked figure. And that cloaked figure is Boss Nass. That's right. No, <laughs> it is Luke uh... motherfucking Skywalker. Looking buff and thin and he got badass. a haircut, and he got a little just for men in his beard. Yep, he cleaned he himself up. He's ready to kick some shaven. ass. He's good to go. And this is when you have touching my, well. This is when you have my favorite moment of the movie. Actually, is the scene between him and Leia. I thought was very poignant and purposeful and very meaningful, and I enjoyed that very much. That was very that was nice. He gives her the dice from the Falcon. Did you know that? Uh, Carrie Fisher wrote that whole scene herself? I had a feeling she wrote some of the dialogue. I didn't know she wrote the whole thing. 
Yeah, she wrote the uh, she wrote the dialogue for it. The the you know you changed I, I I don't know what you're thinking. You changed your hair. That whole thing. So she wrote that part. Yeah. So you get that and very touching. Another great moment in Star Wars. You know this whole brother and sister meeting again finally. You know. But then what happens? <laughs> well. Then he turns to walk out, and he well, he basically tells her, "I'm not going to save your son. I'm going to go kill him." Yeah, <laughs> I'm and she's just like, "Sorry to have tell fun you, storm in the castle." Yeah, he's like, "Sorry, Leia, I failed you. I'm really sorry, but uh, there's no saving Ben. Even though I was able to save our father, the most vile and evil villain in the galaxy, and yeah. and make Darth Vader turn from the dark side and <laughs> and be Anakin again, I gave up on your son." And, yeah, I'm not going to save him. I'm just going to go confront him and, and take him out and deal with yeah. him. No hope. No hope at all. No hope at all, exactly. The whole theme of Star Wars is hope, but not yeah. not this time, unfortunately. Yeah, Rogue One was supposed to tell us hope. That's right. But no hope. No hope. No hope. So she's like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Do what you got to do. And yep. he heads out, and I do like the little nod. He he winks at C-3PO on his way out the door. C-3PO's like, Master Luke. And he just gives him the little wink and keeps going. Yep. It almost makes me wonder if C-3PO knew he was just a force projection. Like his sensors yeah. detected that he wasn't real. And Luke winked at him like, you know, don't say nothing, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of a cool little nod if that's the case. <laughs> so he goes out because, yep. you know, he's going to confront Kylo. And he walks out. And as he's walking out, who's walking in through that blown hole Finn Finn Dragon Rose right yeah who's gone like thousands of meters from this crash site all the way across over the trench back into the base has dragged her body this entire way without any of the gorilla walkers or any of you know Kylo Ren or anybody seeing this happening right and taking a shot at him yeah so yeah nothing we we are saved again So he gets in the base. Luke, uh, space magic. Space Luke magic. walks out of the base. Yeah, Luke walks out of the base. Kylo Ren sees Luke, and what does he do? <laughs> he has a he has a space tantrum. I would. Like he to has call a it. fade a Ryutha moment from Dune. <laughs> I will. I will kill him. <sighs> Basically, target that point and burn it to the fucking ground. He's like, fire all of our guns on that man. <laughs> Fire at Everything. that location. So what happens then, Tom? Well, there's a huge blast, and they mm-hmm. blow the shit out of that area where Luke is standing. Yep. And you think to yourself, wow, it's going to be pretty amazing if he walks away from that. And the dust clears, and he walks out, and... He does the little shoulder brush brushes, off. Brushes the dirt off his shoulder. Yep, yep. And that's when Kylo's like, okay, I'm going to go face him now. <laughs> Because yep. obviously, ten ape walkers can't blow him up, so uh, it's up to me now. I'm gonna have to go yeah. face him. So he does. Yeah. So you're expecting to get this amazing battle, lightsaber battle between the two of them, which you do. You yeah. get a pretty kick-ass battle. Get the start but, of one, anyway. Uh, what one? The start of one. The start of one. But uh, then what happens? <laughs> so Kylo slices through Luke, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yep. Like, and Ru- oh, shit, he just snoked his ass. He Darth Mauled him. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, you're thinking Luke is just there to buy them time. Right. Like, we know this. We know that Luke is buying time. Right. Yeah. 
And you think Luke's time is up. But no. No, because Luke's Luke still standing. Just, Luke is just a force projection. That's right. He's not even really there, which makes it kind of interesting how he was having a lightsaber duel. This is madness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess he can solidify when he needs to. Is that how that works? <laughs> Space magic. Okay. Magic. Space magic. I never even thought about that. Yeah. The fucking shit was like, yeah, space magic because, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and Kylo says something to him to the effect of, no, you can't be doing this. This would, does he say this would drain your energy and kill you? Does he say Kill you, like or that? I think he does. Something to that effect, I believe. Which like, is for definite foreshadowing to what's coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, but meanwhile, the, the deus ex foxinas are leading everybody out of the base. Yeah, the little crystal dogs. Little crystal fox dog things. And uh, then you get to see Ray being a complete badass because, oh, one ship does show up, and it's the Falcon. Right. And the Falcon starts kicking some ass, but they're forced away to, like, land. that's actually a funny moment because then Kylo is like, blow that chunk of ship out of the sky. (laughs) Yeah. Hunk of junk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, Jesus, uh, man, that's your dad's ship. Relax. Yeah, I know. Whew. So you see Ray using her force powers. She's lifting all these rocks, and she's really a fucking badass now. That's awesome. Good. She's come into her own, and everyone escapes out through this hole in the back of the cave. And that's when and... I realized something I never realized before. I it didn't even dawn on me. Poe and Ray never met in Force Awakens. <laughs> yes. Then they get to meet. And Chewie gets his motherfucking hug. That's right. From Leia. Yeah. Who survives the entire fucking movie. She does. Yeah. So they all load onto the Falcon and sail off into the galaxy. Ah. <sighs> and scene. <laughs> but what happens, though, while they're on the Falcon? Um, They're talking about Luke. Yeah, they're talking about Luke, and then so Luke is flashed to Octu, where he's on his rock and he's in his cross-legged Jedi position, and he's suddenly becomes winded, and you're like, "Oh no, oh no, sun, what's the happening?" The sun begins to set. The sun begins to set. It's very symbolic. It's very symbolic, and uh, what happens? Luke gets back onto his Force Stone and vanishes into the island's butthole. It's like it's like Lost, you know, TV show Lost. Yeah, he fades away, like much like Obi Wan did and Yoda did. Oh, we didn't even bring up Yoda's cameo in this movie. Well, because I mean, it was cool, but was it necessary? Mm. (laughs) Uh, Was he practical this time around, or was he CGI made to look practical? No, I think I think he was a puppet. I think he was was a puppet. Yeah, Mm, Frank Oz. Yeah. It was nice to see him. I'm not going to lie. It was nice. Was nice it was nice. That, was, that was a nice a... cameo. They could have did that and Lando and made me very happy. But yeah. At least we got Yoda, I guess. Uh, but what I did find kind of silly, am I, am I supposed to believe that in all the years that Luke has been on that island, the spirit of Yoda has never visited him before? No need. There was no need because uh, no one was in trouble. So Yoda's just hanging out. Well, no out. one was in trouble, but Luke had turned his back on the Force like years ago. And so Yoda never tried to counsel him before that? Maybe he shut off his Force powers and Yoda couldn't find him. You know, who knows? <laughs> okay. See, I never caught this, but Ray took the books with her. Yeah, they were on the Falcon. I did notice they, that. Yeah, I noticed 
I'm like, oh, that – like they show the crate and I see them in there. But I'm like Yoda burned down the fucking tree with the books in it, not even remembering that or recognizing the fact that, yeah, Ray took these. So mm-hmm. she's got the books now because the whole point of Yoda was let go of the past. They're useless books. The this force is inside you, not written down in some <laughs> real page turners, as yeah, he says. Yeah, he makes the joke so, about them being page turners. So that's not even um, – so you can't even let go of the past where he actually took the books. Sure. So they're not gone. They, that, that past was not let go of. No, she she's going to obviously now. use the knowledge in those books to train herself. Yeah. Yeah. Unless and, JJ uh, is going to bring Luke back as a force ghost and have the force ghost trainer. Could, that could happen. Maybe, maybe Qui-Gon Jinn will show up. <laughs> maybe Mace Windu. Maybe Mace Windu, who was Snoke all along, right. by the way. Yeah. Uh, that's the only saving grace about this movie. I mean, talking about it, it's there's a lot of disappointing factors, a lot of things yeah. that really bum me out. And some of it can be corrected in the next movie. If J.J. wants to right the ship a little bit, I think he can do that. He can undo Ray's parents being junkers. Kylo could have just been lying to her. Yeah. Uh, He could fix that. He could reveal, I mean, I guess at this point it won't matter because Snoke's dead, but he could give us some insight into where the hell Snoke came from. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess he could even have Maz Kanata show up and finally tell us where that lightsaber came from. But again, the lightsaber blew up, so it's kind of pointless at this point. It doesn't really matter where it came from. I mean, it'd be nice to know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get a comic book from Marvel explaining the story of where the lightsaber came from but we just will never Uh, find out in the actual canon movies i don't know yeah who knows it's a bummer dude i'm not gonna lie yeah oh looks like geek league put up a poll oh and they're asking about luke's performance is it bold and creative or it ruined my childhood two extremes two extremes nothing in between huh nothing in between we got it ruined my childhood which is the the cry of the person on the internet that uh you know it's so it's you can't just be angry that it's a different portrayal it has to be it ruined my childhood well here's the deal in a way it did ruin my childhood because i grew up on luke skywalker and the star wars movies and he was a hero of mine growing up yeah and you took my hero and you made him a shell of a man and you made him turn his back on the force which a jedi would never do you also yeah. made him give up on his apprentice and try to kill his apprentice in a moment yeah. of weakness which makes no sense because this is the same you're okay so you, everyone is arguing with me tom you know 30 years have gone by a lot has changed maybe he's a different person you're going to tell me the same guy who Mm -hmm. defied all odds and was the only one who believed that Darth Vader, the most vile, evil villain in the galaxy, the most hated and feared man in the galaxy, this guy stood up to Darth Vader, saw the good in in him, and knew he could turn him at the risk of his own life and the lives of his friends. He went before the Emperor and stood before the Emperor and managed to change his father back to the good side. This same character is going to have a flash vision of darkness He's going to sense in his nephew and immediately want to kill his nephew over that and not try to turn him away from that. Mm-hmm. What, how does that even make sense? That is not the same character. That is not the same Luke Skywalker. That is two, two totally different belief systems, and I don't buy it. I'm Tom, sorry. don't question it. This is movies about all about the new people. 
the new, old old people don't matter anymore. I, know, I no. just shouldn't care. That's it. You I should, should not care. I should not be passionate about this. No, you should not. All right, I, you've changed my mind, Aaron. I don't care anymore. Great. There we go. <laughs> you've Excellent. redeemed. Unlike Luke Skywalker, who couldn't change Kylo Ren's mind, you have changed mine about this. I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> unreal. Oh, by the way, if you click on a Facebook poll, you can never change your answer. That's right. You are locked in forever. So, did you choose ruined my childhood? No, I picked boldly creative. I just clicked on it, oh. not knowing that I couldn't uncheck it. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's it's currently at 89% and 11% for Ruin My Childhood out of almost 200 votes. Of course, because all of his friends are, yeah. are in the same boat with him. They're, they're all drinking the same Kool-Aid. They all love it. Yeah, yeah. They don't see... This is why, Jeff Carter, I love you, buddy, but you lose some credibility with me. Mm. You can't admit that there's anything wrong with this movie. You are defending every aspect of this movie. You're saying that every choice was the right choice. That is bullshit. As a Star Wars fan, a lifelong Star Wars fan, even you can admit that some of these decisions were probably not thought out 100%. I mean, it's just... (sighs) Some of it spits in the face of long-term fans. Long-time fans. You have to let it go. Let it go, Tom. Let it go. All right, fine. Let it go. I'm letting go. There you go. Man, we recorded for a long time. We did an hour and a half of, of of bitching, of bitching and goodness, <laughs> of smashing to pieces, as uh, <laughs> Nate the Aussie Appleby would say. Good times. I think we pretty much broke down that entire movie. Yeah, we covered a lot. Uh, oh man! Uh, all right, well boy. let's let's wrap it up. I think we've torn. Yeah, let's do that. We've we've said all we need to say about this movie. I think. Agreed. So, Aaron, if people want to follow you and be interested in what you're up to, how would they do that? They can't. I am banished myself to the island of Octu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you anymore, much like I don't know Luke Skywalker. You're a stranger um, to me now. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can check out my Etsy shop that I gave you the link to before. I'll give it to you again. It's etsy.com slash shop slash just one scarf. You can check me out over there. But for the most part, I just kind of uh, do my own thing. I might be starting my own podcast soon. Oh, I don't really? know. We'll see what happens. Well, that's exciting. Let me know. We'll yeah. we'll definitely pimp it on not another nerdy. Uh, and yeah, let her, and think? I will definitely be having guests on. And cool. uh, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, but probably just about anything. Stream it might of, not just be stream movie of or nerd centric. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. That's interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on inventing with me. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This felt good. Yeah, I, I was hoping it would be somewhat therapeutic for you. It was. It was. <laughs> and I'm sure you made many enemies now. Yes. People are many think, more. You, many people more are just going to think you have no clue. Yeah. And you're not entitled to your own opinion, damn you. No, no. Only the opinion of, of the woke Star Wars fans who how know do all you, about. How dare you go against Disney and Lucasfilm? How dare you? <laughs> I was all for the merger, too. <laughs> uh, hey, at oh least well. the Fox merger happened and we're now going to get awesome. Fantastic yes. Four and X-Men movies. Yes, that uh, will be amazing. Yeah, I'm that, all for that. that. I look forward Thank to. You. All right, well, I will throw it over to Virtual J Money for our social media presence. Virtual J Money, take it away. Okay, Tom. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash notpodcast1. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, both at NotPodcast1. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, NerdPodcastMafia.com, and we are also on Podknife.com. 
Thank you, Virtual J Money. And that's going to do it for this little mini-sode .5 episode. I think this this was longer than our episode 48. <laughs> was this a maxi-sode? I guess it's a maxi-sode at this point, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank my guest, my magical and mental guest, Mr. Aaron Wood, for joining me to talk all things Star Wars The Last Jedi. Once again, my name is Tom Van Zant. Until next week, bye bye And may the Force be with you. Always. Except you, Ryan Johnson, you sell out. May the Force be with you.